Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you're all right? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. So, change of scenery for you this week? Mm, big change of scenery. So, I'm on the roadshow show today in um, a lovely hotel overlooking a lovely golf course. Oh, she's out. And what's the energy like? What are you seeing around you? Yeah, it's buzzing, actually. There's loads of people out and about and um, connecting and laughing and obviously playing golf as well. Not that I'm a golfer, but yeah, there's loads, quite a few people around to actually here. Yeah, wow. It's amazing the change the weather can bring as well in terms of sort of outlook. Um, so here we are in our final of our focus of episodes on mental health month, the focus we've had for this month in May. We've covered some big topics and very deep topics. Um, and for this one to play out, we're thinking, well, actually, what opportunities is there through this time of huge widespread change, which has impacted everyone, you know, in different ways, as unique as their own life is. But what opportunity is there to look after ourselves on a deeper level? And how might that then help nurture and maintain um, mental health now and for the future? And, you know, it struck me as I was updating the iOS on my phone the other day, and there's been WhatsApp updates that you got to do that. Could it be that the technology in our lives is more up to speed with the updates it needs than many of us because we're so busy kind of tasking that actually to think about actually are these the right decisions I want to be taking (laughs) are there some choices there seem to be a lot of choices actually even conversations I've been having with people about you know do I stay in my job do I look for something different what do we do in terms of full-time working back in an office or remote so lots going on so you had time with someone who is going to uh, just give us so much wisdom. So tell us about Gillian, who is this week's guest. Yeah, so Gillian McMichael, um, she's the Master Transformational Coach uh, with show presenter meditation, Ayurveda, perfect health teacher and a Reiki energy healer. Wow. Um, She's also the coach, supervisor and founder of Full Circle Global. And um, I had the pleasure of meeting her way back when and just love everything that she, she does um, over her time of doing what she's doing, you know, she supported over 10,000 plus clients, I would say, um, helping them to overcome their barriers to success, um, moving beyond the fear um, to be able to elicit a, you know, an urgency in those that she works with and has dedicated, I suppose, well over the last 18 years to helping others navigate their journey um, to self-discovery and personal and professional fulfillment Um, I love everything about what she does. She embodies this holistic, whole-person approach. um, And she's actually become one of the leading voices in transformational life development. So I had the pleasure of speaking to her. Um, So I hope you enjoy what we had to talk about, Law. Okay, great. Can't wait to hear from her some tips on how we can update our soul software.
Gillian, it's lovely to be able to speak to you. I had the pleasure of doing my first ever coach training with you back in 2005, and it was transformational. I loved everything of it. As you know, we're doing Mental Health Awareness Month, which Laura and I are speaking to various people. And it was just a no-brainer for us when we had one of our titles, which was Update Your Soul Software to talk to you. And in your crazy busy schedule to have you talk to us, I'm just forever grateful for that one. So thank you for joining joining us. That's awesome. No, I'm really, really happy to be here. So thank you for having me, actually. So thank you very much. (laughs) My first question was around really thinking about how important is it to look after, if you like, your inner workings or your soul? Oh, really good question and very important. In fact, essential. It's really interesting because I think most of us go through our lives thinking that we're separate. So, you know, kind of our external world is is different than our internal world, but actually our mind and body soul connection, um, you know, they're, they're inherent and actually there is no difference between them. So they're not separate entities. So I suppose that sense of listening to what's going on inside and paying attention to what's happening inside um, is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. The challenge is we all live very busy lives. We all live complex lives. And, you know, sometimes we don't have the opportunity or we don't take the time to listen to what our body or what's going on inside is telling us our intuition, our trust, whatever that might be. Um, We don't always pay attention to that. And what do you think gets in the way of that? And personally, I believe it's our ego, which is our mind. (laughs) So the challenges with the mind, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but, you know, two million years ago, our brain was uh, three times less the size than it is today. And it's tripled over those two million years. And that's great because we've needed abstract thinking. We've needed numerical reasoning, language, communication skills, you know, um, all of these things to help us survive in the world that we live in today. But the problem is with that, um, with it tripling in size, it means that we can hold triple the amount of information. And we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And those thoughts that we have today, so 95% of the thoughts that I'm going to have today and you and everyone else is listening, we will have again tomorrow and the day after and the day after. On the back of that, we make 35,000 decisions a day. Some of those are conscious. Some of those are obviously not sub- <laughs> subconscious decisions, you know. So, so that's why we don't end up paying attention because our head is full yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it and it's amazing when you just listen to those stats. And, and I remember you saying that when our brain is just like how it's grown oversized because the amount of information we're holding on to. It's just phenomenal, isn't yeah. it, as to how we it cope? Is. It is. And I think what happens is that's why we most probably as... As human beings now overanalyze things too much, we we kind of and, and most of us actually genuinely spend kind of our, our, spend our time in two camps, either thinking about the past or thinking about the future, and not very much in the present. And I suppose when we're in those two categories, past or future, again we're analyzing, we're going over the stories, or oh, I should have done that, or oh, perhaps I can do this, and what's happening there, and you don't necessarily it just doesn't stop, and that chatter can then turn into a narrative or a story that can then have an impact on the software of our soul. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose that links in really nicely as to, you know, how you ended up doing what you're doing and especially, you know, listening to your story over the time and how it, how you've ended up with that focus on wellness and well-being and that the, how meditation is so important for our inner workings as well. So talk us through how that came about, Gillian. 
Yeah, so I started my kind of, um, I would say maybe more kind of spiritual kind of awakening, if that's what you want to call it, around 11 years ago now. And that was after a really messy, tricky divorce. It, they, no, no, nobody was doing anything wrong. It's just that we fell up, I fell out of love, but it was oh, it was quite traumatic at the time. And, and with that also came a big significant loss of my business at the time because we were going through a recession and divorce and, and, and it just really was an unpleasant time. So more or less near, near enough losing everything apart from my son, who was six years old at the time, you know, lost everything. So all the materialistic things such as the house, the car, it, my business, you know, and I had to start again. And it was at that point when I started questioning, okay, so who am I? And actually, what do I really want? And so that journey to healing, I suppose, and, and rediscovery of, of, of who I am, what I am now, um, really started with, first of all, learning how to meditate and to quiet my mind because my mind was scattered. It was crazily busy. Lots of uh, judgments, lots, lots of, um, I would say, I was probably feeling quite shameful, embarrassed about what happened and, and really feeling quite lost. And so that sense of, just learning to quiet the mind through meditation and taking more mindfulness practices into my everyday life allowed me just to ground myself a little bit more. And, and then in, in return, started to help me then focus on my wellness, which then led to other things such as energy healing, um, you know, working and supporting others in their wellness in, through a range of different mechanisms, through coaching, um, through training courses, meditation, and, also, and, and retreats, and all sorts of different things, and so that's that's been, I suppose, really where I've focused my time and energy. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I couldn't have done it for myself first. Yeah, and I know that's something as you know, as a coach myself, and I'm sure there's coaches out there that are listening into this today. That's that's always the one thing, a piece of advice that I remember you saying is, you know, you've got to sort out you first, haven't you, before you can focus on helping others. So, what advice then would you give to somebody who may be thinking about doing this and wanting to, if you like, update their soul software? What advice would you give to them? First of all, trying to cultivate some kind of routine for your life. So I'm not saying that you have to meditate and be a meditation guru, but certainly carve out some time for you throughout the day and, um, you know, find a routine. So whether that's through yoga, through Pilates, walking, just going outside in nature and just doing a, a 20 minute walk, or even I've said, if you wanted to introduce meditation or just general breathing exercises, because actually as human beings we don't breathe very well we've lost we've lost the way of breathing properly so you know a lot of us don't only kind of shallow breathe and when we're in those kind of moments of stress and anxiety and tiredness we don't breathe properly so even if it's five minutes of just deep breathing once a day make the world of difference but routine um obviously I think you know being aware of what you're putting into your body such as the food and how much you consume in terms of alcohol, I'm not saying don't have nice treats and enjoy yourself. But this, it, it's also for me about moderation. I don't think you should kind of sacrifice everything, but I do think do it things in moderation. And again, and I think pay attention. So you know yourself that if you have a meal and then something's not sitting right, don't go and then have the same meal again and again, again, you know, pay attention and listen to that because our body tells us so much um, but we just, as I said, sometimes just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. So routine <laughs> yeah. and and be kind to yourself, be compassionate. And, and I think going back to what you said, Debbie, you know, how can, and I always ask myself this question, how can I support others if I can't support myself? And I think we need to find more of a life supporting mechanisms for ourselves. But how easy is that to do, though, in your experience? 
Um, yeah, not easy, I suppose. No. <laughs> so I suppose what you need is a good dose of commitment yeah. and, and, and uh, you know, and the determination. I think the way that I've looked at it is that, for example, like we do when we go on a diet, I'm, I, and now I'm saying I'm not on a diet. I'm on a set. I've checked. So, so I've made a lifestyle choice. And, and so I think if you can build a relationship with a, a lifestyle choice rather than, oh, I'm just doing this or I have to do that, then I think that does make the difference. And I think the more you do it, you can, in fact, and in a very short period of time, you can, you can see the difference. And I think once you can start to see the difference, I think it becomes easier and something that you do want to do. But again, the question for me is, and, and maybe to the people who are listening, is, is how much do you value your own life? I think that's a really big question. Um, and again, all we're asking for is maybe 10, 15 minutes a day for yourself. Is it that much to ask? It's not, is it? And, and that's the thing, isn't it? When you're working with clients as well, that, you know, just to have that time, just to think and talk it through, whatever it might be for them, I think is so important. But again, how many of us take that time or think we deserve it or even own it? And it's just been fascinating over the years to watch that, hasn't it? Yeah. The other thing to think about is, though, is not to beat yourself up because we all have wobbles. We'll have a bad day. We do. We'll get up tired or we don't sleep particularly well. And, you know, so we don't have the same levels of energy to then think oh I'll do this and sometimes you think oh I just can't be bothered and I think if those are the days that's okay but but don't beat yourself up don't be judgmental and don't think of this kind of all or nothing kind of mentality my view is well just get up the next day and just go back to your routine another thing that we thinking about the routine just the only thing I didn't mention before is sleeping is really get a good eight hours if you can every night of sleep that might mean going to bed 10 10 30 if you're getting up early um but certainly it, it those those eight hours of undisturbed sleep will allow your body to heal and to get rid of all the toxins that we've we've accumulated in the day and so even if you can't do anything else getting a good seven eight hours sleep is 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 really good enough. Yeah. One of the things we've been looking at is working with various teams and, and sort of helping, you know, managers, leaders, whether it's a work team or a home team, you know, looking after themselves as well. Well, you know, what would you say or what would you recommend people consider doing that would, I, you know, that would help their teams, especially as we may be going back into the workspace and things like that? What would you suggest? I think actually more, the, more so than ever, this is really critical because what we've got is we've all been working at home, we've been isolating, all of these things. And we're now kind of, it's kind of like we're waking up to the world again. And we've all changed. Regardless, we have changed, even though those changes might be subtle. So I think for managers and for leaders, I think it's really important to reestablish who the team are now and who they are as a leader and as a manager now, because they've been leading and managing in different ways. Um, and I'm sure there's been some great learnings in all of that. Um, the other thing I would suggest would be just, like I said, get to, get to know each other again in who they are now and do some team building activities, even if it's just, let's just, you know, talk about what we've learned today, what we want to, and, and actually more than anything, acknowledge what are the things we've done well today and, and just to start to try and build just more self-awareness with how people are feeling. And I know not everybody wants to talk about feelings all the time and, and, you know, and too much navel gazing is not ideal either. But I do think if we can talk about, well, how are you feeling about coming back into the workplace? What are, you, what are your triggers? What are your stress points? What do I need to know so, so I can support you in the right way? Those are things that I think would really make a difference. And if you can, you know, 
do things together, you know, at lunchtime, say, let's have a half an hour and just get together and just talk about, shoot the breeze, just talk about what we're doing outside work, just so that everybody's easing back into the workplace. And people feel that they've got the support mechanism around them. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? That, And I know certainly, certainly over the last, you know, 14 months where we've continued to work doing like you're doing, you know, the wellness coaching and one-to-one stuff, it's just been the same thing that's come up, isn't it? Is looking after, how do you look after yourself well? And put, as you say, put yourself sometimes in the middle of everything, um, even though you might have a million and one things happening around you, it's how do you still take that time out? So I suppose Absolutely. if you could take one thing from, and I'm sure there's loads, as you've mentioned, but if there was one thing you could take from your experiences that ensures that you do keep updating you know your soul software what would it be and why it's a really good question the answer to that for me is to remain grounded in everything you do and to stay present so there's two things is one is to remain grounded but to stay present so instead of getting caught up with past thoughts future thoughts worries concerns anxieties and tensions Just go to, what do I know about myself in this moment? How do I feel in this moment? And then make your decisions or choices on the back of that. Mm, Yeah, brilliant advice. And I know it's something that I've learned to do as well, but it's hard to start with, isn't it? So again, you know, for somebody that says, yeah, actually, I'm going to do that. How would you encourage them to keep doing it? Practice. It's a simple thing. (laughs) You know, it says that if we practice something every day for 21 days, then ideally we should have a new way of doing it. But actually, I think you need to go over 30 days, to be honest, to to make it happen. So it is a commitment. But I think if you can just do... So if you're feeling stressed or anxious or you're unsure about something, take a big, deep breath. It's free. It'll take less than a nanosecond. But take a big, deep breath. Get a moment to collect your thoughts. Get a moment just to centre yourself and ground yourself and then say, okay, how do I proceed? And I think if you can bring that practice into all aspects of your life, then you will approach circumstances and situations differently. So I suppose it's a commitment and practice. It's a commitment and practice, which it is, isn't it? As you said, and, and as you said earlier, is that you know valuing yourself enough to know that you're worth it as well, isn't it? So, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and trusting and believing that you're worth it. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard. And I know, you know, when we're talking about trust and belief, I suppose you know, with what you went through, how did you ensure that you did trust and believe in yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously I had my wobbles, as you can imagine, and it was a very tricky time for a period of time. But I did keep going back to what I knew. I think the first thing for me, I was I was really honest with myself and said, okay, right, this has happened. And I did say to him, okay, so I've got to learn from this. I can't repeat this pattern of behavior again. I've got to change. I've got to grow. So what can I do? And I, I went back to relying upon, I suppose, my strengths and my talents. And, and I suppose my support network as well, because I had a good, a good people around me. But I think going back to the belief is the main thing is, is, is going back to, okay, what do I know about myself and how can I use that in this situation to overcome all the things I was dealing with? And I, I broke it down into small steps, you know, couldn't conquer the world and rebuild all of that in, in one go. And it took me actually seven years, well, nearly 10 years actually, to, to really get where I wanted to get back to. And so, you know, it's that sense of perseverance, but but seeing as you're going through the changes that you'll have quick wins. 
And when you do have a quick win, really celebrate that. And that's that bit about being compassionate and kind, not thinking, all right, on to the next thing. It's about, okay, saying, actually, I did all right there. That was okay. And, and, and it's all right to feel good about yourself in those moments too. Definitely. Um, I know um, I haven't asked you this, but this is one of the questions I'll ask you if that's okay. Um, is around what is it that you love about being a coach? I love helping people or supporting people really connect with their true self. So this ability to to find themselves and to rediscover, because the key thing is with all of this, our software is already there. And we forget as we grow older and we mature from childhood, adolescence into adulthood, you know, we we, we change. Um, and most of us are conditioned. And I suppose some of that negative software can be classed as conditioning. So I think what I love is, is helping people unpack all that and really reconnect with their true self and then seeing them flourish and grow is just it's the most humbling experience and the most rewarding career that I've I've ever had. Yeah, it's just amazing. I, as you know, I, I love it. It was the best thing ever to find, you know, what you were doing at the beginning and just know that it, this was where I was meant to be. And I think, you know, if we can find that, then we just bring our best selves every single time, don't we? So thinking about absolutely. that. So yeah, I know absolutely. I could speak for hours, as you know, you know, to, with you, Gillian, about that and what we're doing and looking at our wellness and um, what's important to us as we do manage to make sure that we do keep updating our soul software and thinking about it differently. So I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time out and um, just giving us some of your words of wisdom and advice and, and reminding ourselves that we're definitely worth it. So I want to say a massive thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great to be here. Goodness me, Debs, I took so much from Gillian and in particular, her personal story really resonated with me. So I, I was kind of hanging on her every word. How is it for you spending time with her, given the influence she's had in your life? Yeah, it was it was just a real privilege, actually, to just um, speak to her in, in the space that we had the opportunity to do uh, and just listening to what she's done around her own journey to, to discovery um, and about think, finding out who she is now and what really matters to her and being able to put um, the things that she's, she teaches and she's learned over the time that can help her and help us as well. I mean, I remember when I went through some similar-ish experiences as she did and kind of rem- remembering at that time how I wanted to heal happy. And that was what kind of kept me going, you know, in terms of how to process all that had happened and how to move forward sort of positively and confidently. So, wow, it was just amazing. A couple of key things that really stood out for me. Number one, wow, how full our brains are with all of those thoughts, particularly the 35,000 decisions and choices that we're making every day. Um, And so her advice to just have five minutes to meditate just a time to do some deep breathing. Her question about, you know, what is it worth to you? It's just five minutes a day. Really, I think is such a great call to action, especially if there's lots of busyness happening in people's lives. Because if you never stop and think and pause, that can grind us down, which then impacts our mental health, you know, and our sort of sense of wellness. So I like the fact how she said, um, not only, you know, sleep, we all know we need more sleep or quality sleep, but if you find yourself head spinning, lots of things whirling around, you're stuck in indecision or dilemmas, then take a deep breath, ask yourself the two questions. What do I know about myself in this moment? How do I feel in this moment? To then be grounded and present to take the best choice 
or decision forward. So I think that would be a call to action for anyone who's feeling like they've got a bit of a hill to climb ahead of them or some decisions to take is amongst all of that busyness, just take some time to be able to be grounded and present. So that really stuck out for me with that. Yeah, and I think there was a bit of there around um, looking out for the quick wins to celebrate things in that moment and not forgetting as well. And that living in the now, so focusing on what, what's what's going on for you in the moment not in the past, not in the future, but bring yourself into the now. Yeah. So we're going to end on a slightly different way on this episode, aren't we? On the Roadshow show. We are. Um, So as always, we encourage you to share the secret. So think of someone else in your life who you know has got a lot going on at the moment, who is maybe feeling a bit stuck, feeling a little bit lost. And our call to action would be, before we start making more and more to-do lists, could it be worth a moment to update your soul software. Is the program you're running in your life fit for purpose anymore? What's changed so much around externally? What might need a little bit of catch up to be better in the long run for you? And so have a think about someone in your life who you think would really find these messages from this episode useful. Share it on, let us know feedback. We thrive on feedback. It helps us to be able to make episodes that hopefully add value. And then Debs, you are going to end our episode with an exercise for us all to do. I am. So something very different. So what I'd like you to do is just if you're sitting down somewhere, find your chair that's really comfortable and just sit so it supports your back. If you happen to be walking along and you're listening to this episode, what I'd like you to do is just take a moment to really feel and think about your breath. So in both cases, what I would love you to do is just take a deep breath in through your nose with your mouth closed. So take a deep breath in for the count of six. And just gently release it back out for a count of six as well. And if you want to do that again, breathe in for the count of six. And just breathe out again for the count of six. And you can do that as often as you like. But if you can actually focus on where is your breath and where's the sensation of it, just by putting that focus right in on that breath can actually help you and calm you down. So keep breathing in for six. And then just breathe out for six. And see how it goes. Oh, wow. I mean, it's amazing how something as simple as breathing presently, how that can just settle and kind of help you feel more grounded. So thank you so much, Devs. That's it from us. And so we'll see you next week when we're going to have a whole new focus for next month. So we'll see you soon. Love you, Devs. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach. 